The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller goes Sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar, shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar, shimmy, shimmy, rock. I'm at a girlfriend, a tusket. She said a tusket, a biscuit, ice cream, soda, puff, no, I'm on the top. Ooh, Shalina, walking down the street, ten times a week. I'm in it, I said it, I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool, I'm hot, I'll suck you in the stomach three more times. Josh, you look terrible. Josh, you look terrible. The focus of this week's Inside Hollywood is Tinseltown's most relatable A-lister, two-time Oscar winner Tom Hanks, and you just heard a clip from his breakthrough film, The Box Office Smash, called Big, which was released in 1988. TV host and executive producer of Spotlight, Lisa Cannon, you're very welcome to the programme. Good morning, Pat. A pleasure as always here on a Wednesday. But I, I'm sure everybody was singing along in their cars or at home to Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bop. Everybody knows it. It was a melody that Tom Hanks actually tried and tested, took it from the, the, the song, 1959 song by the little Anthony and the Imperials. And it was his son that actually learned it at summer camp. So that was inserted as an improv. As it's an good, improv in the, improv, in the movie. Improv, there you go, yeah. Now, tell us about uh, Tom Thomas Jeffrey Hanks. Well, you know, funny, Tom Hanks is the everyman, as you mentioned, before I even came on. Everybody loves him. Born in California in 1956. So he's 66 years of age now. And um, I've interviewed him and he is everything you want him to be. Uh, as as an interviewee. He's kind, he's affable, he's generous and he really has this cache of work that spawns from comedy right through to drama. But originally, you know, born in California to a mother who was a hospital worker and a father who was a cook called Amos Budd. And his mother was from Portuguese descent and his father from English descent. Now, believe it or not, nobody knows this, but he's actually a distant cousin of Abraham Lincoln. No. (laughs) Yes. Oddly enough. And Fred Rogers, who he played in A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, but an incredible actor. And I suppose he's regarded as an American cultural icon, but actually a massive geek. Very shy in school when he started out and actually credited all his um, incredible cash of work to an Abbey actor, an Irish actor. He started off in a theatre production uh, with Shakespeare and many others before he moved then on into film. And as we know, he's the highest grossing actor of all time. Yeah, his films have grossed more than 9.96 billion worldwide, which yes. is extraordinary. Making him the fourth highest grossing actor ever. Now, we know he's won two Oscars back to back. That's only ever happened once before. We've seen with Philadelphia and of course Forrest Gump, which we're going to talk about. But um, he's a wonderful actor with all the accolades he has. I'm amazed he's not more ego-driven. But when I met him, he was very down to earth. Yeah, so I've seen that. him interviewed on Graham Norton and he's a hoot. He's, he's a hoot. very, very Doesn't funny. Doesn't take himself seriously. Very self-deprecating. Yeah. So good to know. Now, uh, he was not going to play Josh in Big, the, the role in which we heard him there a moment ago. Yes, and everybody loves Big. I mean, we all know the piano scene. We can talk about that in a second. But it grossed $152 million at the box office. And he was never the first port of call. It was actually, wait for it, nobody's going to believe this, Robert De Niro. No. Yes. <laughs> and why did that not happen? Well, uh, money. 
Yeah, med- money and they always put it in Hollywood as quote unquote scheduling conflicts. But Elizabeth Perkins, who actually played his love interest, we hate to say love interest because obviously he plays a 13, a 12, 13 year old yeah. boy in the movie. But um, yes, Elizabeth Perkins let it slip that Robert De Niro was um, due to do it for a six million salary, but they couldn't actually meet it. And Tom Hanks stepped in at two million. A now. bargain price. A bargain price of two million. I mean, he'd done <laughs> Splash before in the money pit. So he was on his way up. So, you know, two million back in 1988, that was a lot of money, but it was the movie that made him, you know. Now, how did he manage to capture so well as in an adult body a child. Well, Tom Hanks has this incredible way about him, not only with improv, which we mentioned about the shimmy shimmy cocoa bop, but he also embodies, um, I suppose, characteristics of people. And he did the same in Forrest Gump again, which we'll talk about in a minute. But he, when he met David Mosco, the 13 year old self, he studied videotapes of him to see how he behaved, how he spoke. And then the director, Penny Marshall, also filmed the grown up parts with David in it and allowed Tom Hanks see that. So he emulated him. It, he basically okay. stole from him, really, if you think about it, you know. Now, you mentioned uh, Forrest Gump. Let's hear a clip. My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. Do you want a chocolate? I could eat about a million and a half of these. My mom always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Mm, I love that clip um, because, uh, you know, there are yeah. people in this world who just dip into a box of chocolates. They don't care what they get. I'm uh, one of them. You're one of those. Yeah. And I'm one of those who looks at the card because oh, okay. <laughs> I don't want something with orange in it particularly. Uh, anyway, Forrest Gump, uh, tell me how that came about. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's an incredible movie and it was almost a movie that was never made. But when Rain Man won all the Oscars, I'm sure you remember it scooped, Dustin Hoffman scooped Best Actor. They felt that the appetite for movies of that ilk had kind of run out. So when Forrest Gump Gump um, was given to the studios. It was originally a book. Um, wonderful writer, Winston. And it, it felt that this wasn't going to be something that would be um, something that would make, make a major blockbuster. It was only when Tom Hanks signed on. And of course, we had the writer, uh, Eric Roth. He's the man that pulled it, all to, pulled it all together. And we had such an interesting cast from Robin Wright, who was pregnant at the audition, and Sally Field, who was the only person for the role. So with the big hitters in place, I think that's when the studios decided I think we can go for this because remembering this is such an incredibly difficult movie to make. They have Vietnam episodes, they've running episodes, they've you know, they have Forrest Gump beating Elvis. So many different scenes that both Robert Zemeckis, the director and Tom Hanks needed the money to make it. So they gave up half their salaries to do it with yeah. a poke in what it would be when it went to the Be- box office. Because nowadays with all the uh, digital trickery they can do, they could do those kind of scenes much easier. But back in the day, this was pioneering stuff pioneering stuff. I mean, it made a $650 million at the box office, so third behind E.T. and Jurassic Park. But it was a difficult one in terms of how they got the arc of Forrest Gump's life together. And with the salary that they gave up, they actually made it back fourfold, making them $40 million each, having only put in 10 between them. So with all that they decided to do, it really worked out well. Now, Sally Field, as we know, she's an incredible actress. She actually played Tom Love, Tom's love interest in Punchline, which is only a couple of years before. So playing his mother, not a lot of people on set thought it was appropriate. But anyway, she went ahead with the role and um, I think just as you know, the soundtrack itself is amazing. They've, uh, you know, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Aretha Franklin there and it's shockingly expensive to get that kind of music. But Tom Hanks stumped up the money himself to make sure that they got the rights for the music. Wow. Which made it what it was. And again, uh, perfecting the persona of Forrest Gump. How did he go about that? Again, he stole from uh, the actor who played the young Forrest Gump 
jump. His name was Michael. And it was when they were doing the screenings and the auditions that they saw that Michael spoke in a particular way. So Tom Hanks decided this was the way he was going to speak. The studio executives had an absolute breakdown. They were like, this is not going to happen. You cannot do this. This is not appropriate. But actually, when the first rushes came through, I think he felt that he wasn't going to push forward with the movie or the character if he wasn't able to do what he wanted to do. Plus, bearing in mind, Pat, he put his own money into the project. So when you do that, I think you've got a stake in the sand and you can say, I'm sorry, this is the way I want it to Now, there was, uh, going back to Big, where we started, there was an alternative ending that was proposed? There was, yes. And not many people know this, but allegedly it shows a young Josh sitting in his classroom at school and he turns around and he notices a young female classmate of whom he recognises as Susan, played by Elizabeth Perkins, who went back to the fairground machine and wished that she was Josh's age. So there you go. That was the alternative ending. Uh-huh. A lot of people ask about the piano. It's actually for sale still in a price tag at $300,000 if you uh-huh. wanted to buy it. So there you go. I suppose the postscript, uh, most recently I've seen Tom Hanks in Elvis uh, playing Tom Parker. Yeah, Colonel and, Tom Parker. You know, yeah. I thought there was scarcely a movie I could find where I would dislike Tom Hanks. Um, his character <laughs> but I really hated Tom Parker Oh well I think I think we all did I think that was the uh, the premise of making him I think because you know I think we all can say this Tom Hanks is an incredibly visceral actor and as we said with improv but also a, a diligent actor he researches his roles incredibly well but there's roles that he actually turned down which I find Weird. And then other ones I could never see him in. I mean, let's talk about Jerry Maguire. How could he have been Jerry Maguire? No. It was only Tom Cruise for that. Um, Andy Dufresne in The Shawshank Redemption? No. no? So, the one I thought he could be was be Harry Burns in When Harry Met Sally. Possibly, yeah. I think he could have replaced yeah. Billy Crystal quite well. I mean, yeah. he went on to do lots with Meg Ryan anyway. So, you know, oh. and we'd sleep with in Seattle and others. So I think there was some ones we could have seen. But Bill and the Bull Butcher in Gangs of New York... No, Scorsese would never have done that to us. Definitely not. (laughs) Lisa Cannon, TV host, executive producer of Spotlight. Thank you very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.